Texas mass shooting pulled the country apart again. President Biden said mass shooting only occur in US, United States. Is that true? California legislature moved fast to pass new gun laws today. Georgia primary results, good and bad news for conservatives. State Farm Insurance backed off from supporting liberal agenda on the gender identity. Welcome to Wei and Kathy Show. I'm your host, Wei Fang. I'm Kathy Zhang. It's just with such a heavy heart to report to you the news about the mass shooting that is happening in the um, Texas to elementary school, the, the Rob Elementary School in U Uvalde, Texas. Mm -hmm. And um, 19 children were gun gunned down, and also two teachers in the classroom. And then the 18-year-old gunman was also was shot. And this is what happened. I think the whole country tried to grasp, grasp with the significance or the meaning of such a tragedy, right? Right. And uh, the most important thing people are asking is why did it happen mm -hmm. and what should be done? So, um, yeah, we will report uh, to you on what, you know, we think is important. So, first of all, Texas Governor Greg Abbott today said that um, the suspected gunman in the Texas elementary school shooting posted messages on Facebook in the 30 minutes before the massacre. Let's take a listen. Yeah, so we have that uh, footage for you and uh, which has to do with uh, what uh, the governor said. And of course, the governor is the first uh, of this crime, other than what I'm about to tell you. As of this time, the only information that was known in advance was posted by the government on Facebook approximately 30 minutes before reaching the school. The first post was to the point of, he said, I'm going to shoot my grandmother. The second post was, I shot my grandmother. The third post, maybe less than 15 minutes before arriving at the school was, I'm going to shoot an elementary school. So in regards to Governor Abbott's um, speech, Facebook spokesperson Andy Stone said shortly after that, um, saying that the messages described by the governor were, quote, private one-to-one -one text messages that were discovered after the terrible tragedy occurred. And he said uh, Facebook is cooperating with law enforcement in the ongoing investigation. And the Governor Abbott said during the press conference that uh, Ramos, um, the, the gunman, was a high school dropout with no known criminal history. He may have uh, had a juvenile record and uh, had, but he has no known mental health issue either. Abbott said uh, Ramos, the gunman, used an AR-15 in the attack. 19 children and uh, two teachers were killed. 17 others were injured in the attack, but uh, none of them uh, are reportedly in a critical situation, so expect to survive. Ramos was also killed. And the governor said evil swept 
um, across uh, Uvalde today, uh, yesterday. But it is far from far more evil for someone to gun than little kids, and it is uh, intolerable and is unacceptable to us to have in the state anyone who would kill little kids in our schools. And the police said uh, Ramos shot and wounded his grandmother short, uh, shortly before the massacre. He then killed 19 kids and two teachers uh, at the school, uh, prim, um, pr uh, at the elementary school after barricading himself inside a classroom. All victims were in the same fourth grade classroom at Rob Elementary School. The gunman was shot and killed by, actually is a, a port, um, a border, uh, by the border patrol mm -hmm. agency. Okay. Yeah, so then, you know, in, of course, the whole nation respond to such tragedy. And the President Biden spoke about this shooting at the White House yesterday. On that 17-hour flight, what struck me was these kinds of mass shootings rarely happen anywhere else in the world. So why? They have mental health problems. They have domestic disputes in other countries. They have people who are lost. But these kinds of mass shootings never happen with the kind of frequency they happen in America. Why? So you know, he, he asked two questions, and, but if you remember, there was a similar remarks made by former President Obama in uh, 2015 after a gunman shot and killed nine worshipers in a historic African-American church in Charleston, South Carolina. And uh, on June 18, 2015, the day right after the mass shooting, Obama said this during his remark from the White House. Let's be clear, at some point, we as a country will have to reckon with the fact that this type of uh, massive violence does not happen in other advanced countries. It does not happen in other places with this kind of frequency. And it is in our power to do something about it. So don't you think it's similar to what President Biden just said? Right. Well, actually, those are pretty strong statements. But is it true? Are they true? The PolitiFact actually published an article that uh, back in the 2015, which refuted uh, Obama's claim. Obama said two things. First is that mass shootings happen in a wide variety. Uh, uh, mass shooting why only happen in the U.S. The second is uh, at such high frequency. Mm -hmm. The answer to that question is, as a matter of fact, mass shooting happen in, in a wide variety of countries. Okay? So exactly what's the number? They, they, well, the article actually quoted a study done by two university researchers who collected and analyzed mass shooting incidents in 11 countries, okay? And from the period, during the period from 2000 to through 2014. And what other countries included? Australia, Canada, China, England, Finland, France, Germany, Mexico, Norway, Switzerland, and the United States. So you are talking about pretty much 11 advanced countries. Mm -hmm. So over those uh, 15 years studied, and uh, the researchers found 23 incidents of uh, mass shootings in the other 10 countries. So bas basically, let's give you the, um, the final result. If you look at uh, the chart we posted here, and if you look at the second column to the right, 
okay? And you can see the ranking. As a matter of fact, every 100,000 people, U.S. has the mass number of uh, victims in the mass shooting of 0. 0. 0.31. And it's ranked at uh, actually number four. It's after Norway, if you can see the number, after Finland, and after Switzerland. So Obama's statement then time wasn't true, but if people does a you know, fact check with the Biden's word um, you know, that he said today, then the similar answer is there. Yeah, and actually seven of the countries have double-digit numbers of people killed in mass shooting during that 15-year period. And the study does show that the United States has more mass shootings, if you, you know, go back to the chart, and the more people cumulatively killed or injured than the other 10 nations combined. But if you consider that um, the population of United States is the biggest one other than, you know, China. Mm. So um, in regards to the, yeah, so we talked about uh, the Obama's claim about the frequency of the mass shooting. Uh, the data, the table showed that uh, the mass shooting total fatality rates and the total victim rates of United States does not rank number one and rather ranked number four. So that claim also did not stand. And um, exactly how mass shooting in the United States compared to those uh, in other countries is indeed a highly disputed subject. Uh, in another study, which is widely publicized and released in 2015, it's by the pro-gun nonprofit Crime Prevention Research Center compared the annual numbers of mass shooting deaths per million people in the United States to that of Canada and the several European countries from the period of 2009 to 2015. So what's the result? Norway led the world, a world with 1.88 deaths per million, followed by Serbia, France, and uh, uh, Macedonia. And uh, where did United States rank? 11th place, and uh, here is the chart. You can see uh, how it ranks. Yep, so um, you can see that. The data tell us the, the, the fact, while the politicians, they can state what they think is right, but we, we still need to go to the basic fact to find out exactly what is true and what is not true. And um, so, well, that aside, of course, the country is in the heated debate. Mm -hmm. Today, tomorrow, the day after, because whenever such thing happen, well, people will you know, voice their opinion, and oftentimes those opinions are very different from each other. Right, and right. especially on, like, what's the reason why it happened, and also what should be done. Mm -hmm. So what President Biden said what should be done, let's take a lesson. Okay, while well, we're waiting for the, the piece to come along, and uh, leave your comment there, if you can, okay? What, what do you think? This is a, really, this is a, we need to have a national, how to say, discourse on this, right? Yeah, because with such a, a you know, a number of the kids, 19 kids being killed, mm -hmm. that's like unprecedented in this country, right? So what's the reason did it happen? You know, some people said, oh, because it's because of the gun, mm -hmm. right? The 18-year-old, he is, uh, for him, it's a legal age to buy the guns. And some argue that, you know, it's a mental illness problem. Mm 
and uh, some, you know, there are also uh, are people arguing about uh, the uh, the social media, mm -hmm. the, its role mm -hmm. of the social media in those uh, uh, shooting cases. For example, this, you know, gunman posted even like before and after he shot his grandma, and uh, also saying he's gonna do, you know, shooting kids uh, in the elementary school. Mm -hmm. So what does the social media play a role in those cases? And uh, um, I'm not sure if uh, our DJ has found this um, President Biden's uh, quote, but if not... As a nation, we have to ask, when in God's name are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? Okay, so he basically is uh, saying that uh, we need to, you know, control, you have more gun, gun controls. Yeah. Yeah, to, def, you know, go against those gun lobbies. And mm -hmm. uh, what um, uh, Texas Governor Abbott said. Every Texan, every American has a responsibility where we need to focus not on ourselves and our agendas, we need to focus on the healing and hope that we can provide to those who have suffered unconscionable damage to their lives and loss of life. We need all Texans to, in this one moment in time, put aside personal agendas, think of somebody other than ourselves, think about the people who are hurt, and help those who have been hurt. Okay, basically he was targeting, saying that uh, should not just uh, consider one's own agenda, mm -hmm. right? So what did the California legislature do as a response to the shooting case? So right after Texas shooting, California State Senate passed bills targeting assault weapons and the ghost guns. And one of the bills actually is modeling Texas abortion bill. And you may wonder, how did that go? Mm -hmm. So uh, shortly after this, um, and it's yesterday on May 24th, the California State Senate passed a bill to allow private citizens to file a lawsuit for at least $10,000 against makers or sellers of untraceable ghost guns or illegal assault weapons. The two state senators who co-authored this legislation called the SB 1327, they, they are the Democratic uh, senators from Los Angeles County. One of them said that uh, he admitted that California has the, some of the toughest gun law in the country, but he argued that uh, public enforcement of those laws has not been enough to protect Californians against the new, uh, quote, new wave of weapons. So he said, here's the solution. Um, he and Senator uh, Robert Hasenberg co-authored this bill so that a private lawsuit would create, quote, an incentive to get these dangerous weapons off the street. And this bill was actually the brainchild of uh, Governor Newsom, who proposed it in last December, right after the Supreme Court allowed Texas to enforce its abortion law. law. Remember, that law allows Texans to sue anyone who performs or aids an abortion in Texas for $10,000 plus attorney fees. 
if the abortion occurred after the start of the cardiac activity about six weeks into pregnancy. Right after that, Newsom said on the Twitter, uh, uh, saying that if that's the president, that we uh, then we will let Californians sue those who put ghost guns and assault weapons on our street, and that's how this SB thirteen twenty seven came around came about. So it was voted on the twenty four to ten and sent to the assembly, and the, yeah. So that's the solution to enforce mm. the law, uh, gun control laws. Yeah, and the senator also, the, the Senate also approved another bill called SB thirteen eighty four. What does that do? It would require firearm dealers in California to install audio and video surveillance systems at their shops. It also requires firearm dealers purchase liability insurance and undergo annual training by the state on how to recognize and prevent straw. Purchases of guns for those not entitled to possess them. The bill was approved 27-9 uh, versus 9 and is sent to the assembly too. So at, at a time like this, okay, when there's mass shooting, right, there's people who use gun and shoot a lot of people, right? That's called a mass shooting. And you, we go after gun or we go after the people. That was the actually the, the, the most prime question, I would say. Right. But as you can see, California legislatures, pretty much they just went for the gun. And uh, but is that uh, the right answer? So who we, who you you know move, wave the gun and and pull the trigger? So what about the knives? As we all know. Yeah, and and the other thing is, the gunman actually uh, drove a truck, mm -hmm. right, and to to the to near to the place near the elementary school, and the, he crushed the truck. So you know, truck is also involved in this uh, case, right? Should we ban truck? Yeah, and uh, also I think uh, one thing, actually one of the co-author of the California legislation, um, he he admitted, California already have has the toughest toughest gun law mm -hmm. in the nation, mm -hmm. but the law the problem is with the enforcement, mm -hmm. so they are not really addressing how to enforce those laws, but just adding more laws, and would that, what what if that. You know how could that enforce being enforced, yeah. right? So are they really addressing the root cause of the issue, or have other agenda, mm -hmm. right? So I, I think especially for Wei and Kathy, you know, we came from a country, a regime that does not allow people to have guns. Mm -hmm. You can see in the chart, right? China really has very little. Zero point zero one. <laughs> Yeah, very um, low, very low mass casualty. shooting. Yeah, because they don't have guns. But is that a good thing? Like President Biden said, he came from Asia. You know, he is implying, right? In Asia, they are not. You know, of course, you know, we already talk about his claim is not entirely true. But you know, as a country, in, in the regime, not allowing people to have gun, we really have to think about the real, the purpose, the principle behind the Second Amendment. And uh, do we really want to take guns uh, away from the people, yep. right? Once you lose that, oh, in a way, I, I remember it just uh, it occurred to me, I remember something that uh, the communist chairman Mao said, remember? Mm -hmm. The power, the ruling power came, comes from the gun. Gun barrel. Gun barrel. That's his famous saying. Yeah. He really know that. The you know, people, whoever has a gun, you have the ruling power. And in the United States, 
it is because uh, it's the ruling power is should be the people, right? That's why people have yeah. the gun. So um, in China, as we just saw the data, right? In China, only uh, every one hundred thousand people, only zero point zero one um, percent die of zero point zero one people die of uh, mass shooting. Yes, very very low rate. However, eighty million people, eighty million Chinese people died during the uh, communist China. Chinese Communist Party's rule in the last seven decades, okay, merely just in the three years in the 1950s, government executed two, over two million people, the landlords, the landlords people, you know, in, in, in the countryside, they were executed. So talking about a mass shooting, how about that? Is that a mass shooting? And then the founding fathers of the U.S. established this uh, Second Amendment so that the people can arm themselves the main purpose is to against a tyranny, a governmental tyranny. And if there's a government tyranny, their mass shooting will be way, way more, you know, just harmful than the uh, uh, crazy person. Just think about the Shanghai lockdown. This, you know, happened. Yeah. During the lockdown, you're talking about how many? 14,000 14, people who has to have the regular, like a kidney, toxi, what's that? Um, um, some kidney um, operations. And then you got... Uh, Near, nearly 5 million people, they have some type, kind of heart problems. They cannot go to the hospital. We never know during this two-month lockdown how many people died. Mm -hmm. okay? But we know that for sure if there is, if there were a Second Amendment, the government cannot even do that lockdown. But they don't have guns. So the government can do the lockdown. And as of now, we don't know hundreds of people, maybe thousands of Shanghainese, the most well-off you know, city in China, they die of possibly hunger or illness because of this uh, lockdown um, to enforce the uh, zero COVID um, policy. So, so as we already know, that the founding fathers established that Second Amendment is a way to protect our life against uh, the biggest mass shooter, which is, which is government. A, a, the a tyranny. Tyrant yeah, a tyrant government. And then that's already a given, right? We all recognize that. We cannot say we, we drop that. So with that in place, the Second Amendment, the people are entitled to guns, owning guns. Then when there's a mass shooting, what do you deal with? Do you deal with the guns or you deal with the people who shoot people? And why do they do that, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, for example, in the United States, uh, here's a, uh, one set of data. In 2016, there were uh, over 37,000 gun deaths in the United States. But among them, um, almost 23,000 were suicides. Mm -hmm. And 14, uh, more than 14,000 were homicides. And uh, within the homicides, only 71 were result of a mass shooting. So that are... Those are the facts. Those are the data. Mm -hmm. So, of course, in this time of tra tragedy, you know, people wanted to find out uh, solutions, right? But think about how we dealt with this pandemic. You know, for uh, the early age, people are in panic. Mm -hmm. Then people, you know, are some people are willing to sacrifice our own freedom to, you know, for safety or for put you know, so-called health, healthy, healthy health, right? But then soon, a lot of people found out, you know, you cannot, you know, even those, in those such kind of situation, which, you know, now proven doesn't really deserve for people to uh, sacrifice their freedom. So we have to be very careful uh, about our rights, the First Amendment, Second Amendment, 
the founding fathers uh, gave that to us, you know, they do have very deep and profound um, reason behind it. Yeah. So leave your comment there. I see very. I I, I don't see any comment there. Uh, I don't know what, what what's your thought, and uh, we do want to know that. Uh, find out what's your opinion on this matter. This is really a, a, really really a, a tragic right tragedy, and we are all very very concerned. And just voice you know just voice out. Let us know that how you think. All right. So let's move on to the Georgia primary, which has happened uh, yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. And then, well, the incumbent uh, governor Brian Kemp received seventy-three percent of the votes, while his challenger, former senator David Perdue. Got twenty two percent, and uh, David was endorsed by Donald Trump, and then so as he tried to defeat the camp after he refused to overturn the twenty twenty election result in Georgia, in the general election, Kemp will be facing the Democratic candidate state um, Stacey Abrams again, which is uh, you know which happened last election, and then so she yeah Abrams. Abrams is under post in primary, so that along the two other office, right? Mm -hmm. And Trump's endorsed um, how to say candidate lost the primary to two. Right, that's one of them is the candidate for the Secretary of State uh, in this um, Republican primary, Representative uh, Jody Heiss, who you know resigned from his uh, uh, from from her. Um, House representative post and uh, ran for this position. She was also um, uh, endorsed by President Trump. But uh, um, then in this primary, she lost to the incumbent. And the Democratic, Democratic uh, primary, um, who, who win this pri uh, in, who win in this um, Democratic primary was uh, B. Nguyen, a state representative and an ally of uh, Stacey Abrams. So another position is the Attorney General. Yeah, John Go um, Gordon. Okay, and he challenged the incumbent uh, Attorney General Chris uh, Chris Carr. Also failed fails his primary. And Gordon was uh, also, also yeah endorsed. endorsed by Trump. Yeah, a uh, good you know for. For the conservatives, the good news was uh, for the U.S. Senate race, the football star Herschel Walker, who was backed by former President Trump, has nom you know has been nominated for the Republican primary race, and the Walker is the Heisman Trophy winner, which is the most outstanding player in college football. Then in the general election. He will face the incumbent senator Ralph Warnock, who is expected to win the Democratic primary. Yeah. Okay. So as we move on, let's move on to the what happened at uh, actually State Farm, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, State Farm actually is um, being accused of uh, recruiting agents to push a type of books. It's about gender um, fluidity. On young people, and it was exposed by the internal whistleblower, according to the consumer research. And uh, that consumer research is a nonprofit that uh, that aims to increase the knowledge um, of the and understanding of the issues, policies, pro products, and the services of concern to consumers, and to promote freedom to act on that knowledge and understanding. 
So the emails leaked from concerned State Farm employees shows the insurance giant partnered with a project called the Gender Cool Project, which aims to have conversations with children about being transgender and non-binary. And the most recent development is that State Farm sent out a mass email to their staff today stating, we will no longer support that program. And in that email, State Farm says conversations about gender and identity should happen at home with parents. Okay, we do not, do not support required curriculum in schools on this topic. We support organizations providing resources for parents to have these conversations. So this is one of the rare, rare cases uh, that uh, you know corporate America just back up from the pressure from the conservatives. Usually it's the other way, you know, on the opposite, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, because the consumer research uh, actually not only exposed the email leaked from its you know, the State Farm employee, but also did a media campaign, right. like an advertisement. And the State Farm uh, seems they walked back but not entirely. Mm -hmm. They're not. They're saying not uh, supporting this curriculum directly, but they will find ways to support the organizations providing, you know, different resources. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, when those such things are exposed, you know, sometimes it will. It does some have some effects. Yep. So you can see it's it's an increasingly more polarized country because we got this uh, very, very serious value conflict. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's unavoidable, and each of us needs to you know, evaluate it and to take a stand. So this is the, basically the trait of our era today. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, so let's see some of our, yeah, we do have some comments. Patrick said, a total unnamed citizen, citizenry leaves the government with absolute power. You know how that ends, exactly. And Jenny uh, Fan said uh, no to gun control. And I saw another, uh, Michael King said no gun control. And uh, Michael King said uh, Trump is doomed to failure. So yeah, what, what does others feel, you know, think? Yeah, please let us know how you think. Indeed, in this primary, mm -hmm. some people, you know, analysts are saying it is a test of uh, Trump, his uh, influence in this, uh, you know, in the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. So, so far, most of his, you know, most of uh, the candidates that he endorsed winged, mm -hmm. including in Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. the very, you know, so-called con controversial candidate, uh, Doug, uh, what's his last name, uh, Doug Merritt, uh, let me see if I still have his name. Anyhow, he's uh, the state representative running for governor, and uh, he was very controversial, you know, for some people, but he was very firm in, in terms of uh, trying to, um, you know, dig into the 2020 presidential mm -hmm. election. But it didn't, it didn't seem that he would uh, win the primary, but he did win after endorsed by Trump. However, in Georgia, uh, three posts, you know, three candidates in, for those most important positions endorsed by Trump did not win. Mm -hmm. That's true. 
And uh, John said that the Georgia results for governor and secretary of state seems fishy to me. They protected the 2020 election fraud. I wonder if they were guaranteed to win as a reward. A complete forensic recount, recount should be done. So yeah, I did receive some you know messages from some conservative um, um, voters in the state of Georgia. They were also having some doubts on why it happened that way. But uh, without you know any like facts, yeah, we don't know what's hap what happened. Okay, I think um, yeah, that we all for today is is indeed is is a heavy hearted day, and uh, not easy to digest those news, and especially the shooting one in the Texas. Um, but um, you know those moments always call us to be to be how to say rational and to be analytical and to be you know. To be also hopeful as the country search for the answer to those problems. All right, I'm your host Wei Fang. And I'm Kathy Zhang. And thank you for staying with us tonight. And we'll see you on Friday. All right, good night. Take, Take care. care. Bye bye. Bye.